There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sarah. And I'm Beth. We're lawyers, mothers, and co-hosts of the bipartisan podcast, Pantsuit Politics. We have more in common than divides us. In a world that defaults to false dichotomies, we explore the messiness of living wisely. The choices, trade-offs, priorities, and grace of living a nuanced life. Hello, everyone. We're so glad that you're here for another episode of The Nuanced Life. In our new format, we are talking about just kind of something that's on our minds in general, and then we do some advice and a commemoration, and we have, I think, a really lovely set of things planned for you today. I would like to start our cultural conversation, Sarah, if it's okay with you, by talking a little bit about this experiment that I'm doing as a mom. Absolutely. I'm here for this. So my daughter Jane is in the third grade. She just turned nine. She and my four-year-old both are very smart in the way that leads children to be excellent with sarcasm, disrespect, Mm -hmm. um, and it's like witty, cutting, biting nastiness when they decide to be nasty. And I've been thinking about how I want to handle this because it is so clear to me that just saying, don't be a smart aleck doesn't do very much. You know, we could just have that conversation until the cows come home. So the other day I was in my room finishing up yoga, and I definitely think that my daily yoga practice has helped me with what I'm about to describe. But I'm finishing up yoga, and I hear Jane just being so ugly to her sister. I mean, horrible. I can't remember sitting here what she said, but it made my heart stop. And so I yelled, Jane, come here. And she came in the room, and I'm sure that she was expecting me to, like, lay into her with a lecture, which often I would. I'm not above that. But instead, I said, come sit down by me. And so she sat down on the floor, and I said, turn around, and you could see the confusion. I love surprising children. I think it's the best thing on earth. And she turns around, and I started giving her a back rub. And I didn't say anything for, like, a good two minutes. And so she was pretty tense. And until I spoke, she really didn't relax, but I rubbed her shoulders for a while, and then I sort of leaned her against me, and I whispered in her ear, I don't know what's creating stress for you right now, but let's talk about it instead of treating our sister this way. And her whole little body just melted. And it took her a second, and then she said, Mom, I just need a break from Ellen. And I was like, well, me too, often. (laughs) Um, And so I said to her, Jane, that is so fair of you. And also, the way to get that is not by being ugly to her. You need to come tell me, Mom, I need some help. I really need some alone time, and I'm not getting it. And you need to be prepared for the fact that you might not get it right away. But I want you to trust that I will always honor that request as best I can 
And that is a much better path than what you just did. And it just really has shifted our relationship in some good ways. I'm trying the same thing with Ellen. When she is having a fit, I'm really trying. The other night, she was just out of control. And I carried her body upside down up the stairs. You know what I'm talking about when they're doing the full body fit? So I carried her from the kitchen like that up to her room. And then instead of talking to her about her behavior, I laid her down on the floor and I said, do you know what I did when you were a baby? When you were really struggling to get your crying under control, and she, she always loves to talk about herself as a baby, and I, I said, I gave you a massage. Would you like me to rub your feet right now? And she said, sure. And it just changed everything. So I'm really trying to lean into this. I don't know how long it's going to last, but I'm feeling good about it. It's so hard. I mean, it's just the gut instinct in every moment, especially because it's this vicious cycle of their behavior creates stress, then you're responding out of your stress. The instinct is always for me to like yell and shame and just be like, what is wrong with you? Get it together, child. Even though I know it doesn't work. I mean, right now with Felix, we're really struggling with his behavior at school. And then like out of the recesses of my memory, I remember this happened with every other child. Griffin and Amos did the same thing. It's like they get senioritis in pre-K or something and they just don't care anymore. And so, you know, we were doing so much like this is how we need to act. Lots of talking about it. And I'm like, this isn't working. So we're doing a sticker chart, which is what I did with Amos and what I did with Griffin at this point in their pre-K career. And it's just you have to remember like, man, I got other tools at my disposal. It's just hard in moments of stress to remember that. It is hard. It's been to me a testament to those practices that actually take care of you. I hate to use the word self-care because I feel like that means a lot of things that I don't mean right now. But I can only maintain this level of space around their behavior because I'm doing yoga every day. It's just 100% Mm -hmm. the thing for me. There will be other things for other people. But that ability to just pause for a second and consider how I'm going to respond is significant. And it's one that takes practice and I do not get it every time. But I just feel so much better about both my parenting and the result it creates. Just pragmatically, their behavior is improved when I tackle it that way versus letting myself get into that stress loop, too. Well, share with us the tools you use in those moments, especially if you have some sort of secret weapon to shortcut fits. Everybody could benefit from you sharing your knowledge, which we will absolutely share on the show. I would really love a shortcut to fits because right now I'm just in the space of the fit must happen and you must just allow it to unfold because nothing can be accomplished in the middle of it. I definitely want to know how to cut those short if it's possible. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? I know I'm already feeling the deflation from New Year's Day and New Year's Eve and all the energy that comes with the beginning of the year, but I still really want to stick to my new goals and systems I've put in place. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule a weekly video or phone session so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed. 
to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit BetterHelp.com NL. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 700,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for the Nuance Life listeners. You get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com NL. All right, Valentine's Day is two days away as the show is being published. And we got from Cindy, real open and vulnerable, email about Valentine's Day. She says, (laughs) I'm dreading Valentine's Day, which is coming up. I've been feeling the pain and dread since yesterday. This is not typical for me, however, as I usually relish this day. Despite having been completely alone, 32 of the 34 Valentine's Days I've lived through, it has actually been one of my favorite holidays. Some years I get excited and make little cards and wrap candy gift for my friends. It's not hard to love this holiday because I love pink things and chocolate. Other years I'm indifferent at worst, but I don't usually dislike Valentine's Day. Not even close. But this year, for some reason, I am dreading it. Even though my situation is exactly the same as it was last year. I don't know why I've been feeling so hurt and let down for no discernible reason. And I feel this onslaught of rejection and pain and abandonment, even though the holiday isn't for weeks away. I don't know what to do. I don't like feeling this way. Well, the first thing I'd like to say is one of my most favorite pieces of advice I've ever heard. It was an article where somebody was quoting Bonnie Wright, and she said the, her favorite thing to tell herself is, you can only go as fast as the slowest part of you is going. And I think that is excellent advice for where Cindy is. When you're feeling things and you don't want to feel them, you can just only go as fast as the slowest part of you will go. And you just got to give that part space. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I think that's good advice. I also think, I don't know, this January has just been hard for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. I think there's just a lot of malcontent floating in the universe. The weather's been kind of weird. This season is just kind of a miserable in-between space. And so I get not being jazzed about Valentine's Day. I'm married and I'm not jazzed about Valentine's Day. Um, It creates so many expectations. It feels like so much pressure. It's another thing that has to be done. And I'm not looking forward to it either. And I think that a lot of us just kind of have to take a breath together and say, I don't have to celebrate Valentine's Day. I can focus on the love in my life in the forms that that takes, the love I have to extend into the universe, even if it's not landing on any particular person, family, friend, otherwise, and just let that be enough one year. You know, I I wish that I had a really good answer to this 
other than we're kind of all in a bad mood right now. But I think that's true. (laughs) And it makes me feel better to know that a lot of us are kind of in a bad mood right now. That's okay. We can be in our bad moods together. Hopefully we'll lift out of them together. Spring will get here, right? And I don't think we'll have to sit in this feeling for too long. I would also say that unlike many of your 34 Valentine's Days, now we have Galentine's Day, and we can all just switch to that if we want to. Like, we just, as a culture, decide we're not going to celebrate Valentine's anymore. We're only celebrating Galentine's Day, which is the day before when you go out with your girlfriends. I mean, I'm fine with that if that's what we want to do now. I'm really excited. I have actual Galentine's Day plans. I don't know what I'm doing on Valentine's Day. But tomorrow I'm going out with my girlfriends, and I'm pumped. So you could do that. Also, you know, I'm, I'm not really in a bad mood about January because whenever I feel the winter stretching in front of me, first of all, we haven't had enough snow. So I'm just like holding tightly to the rest of winter, hoping we'll get some more snow. And second of all, it will be August, y'all. It will be August and we will be desperate for cold days where we could just stay in and read a book. I'm just putting it out there. Remember, summer is coming and it is interminable and forever. Just remember that when we're all frustrated with winter. Just wanted to give a little perspective. Yeah, I'm not sure that I share that perspective about summer, but but Ugh. we do all experience things differently. And, you know, the other thing that I think about with Valentine's Day is there is something that can be made of it that works for you. Like, if you are really kind of in your own funk, I think Valentine's Day is a perfect time to think about, like, is there a place in my community where I could volunteer for a day? Or could I go to a school and help with something? Like, there are just tons of ways to, like, use your hands and feet in the world that Almost always when I participate in something like that, it pulls me out of myself enough to find a brand new experience that's actually enjoyable. So I hope that you find whether it's a celebration with friends or something with family or something out in the community, something artistic. I hope you find something, Cindy, that makes this a good day for you. Our commemoration today comes from Carla, who went to see Queen and Slim the movie, by herself. She thought about calling friends in town to see if anybody wanted to go and decided, you know what, I'm going alone. I bought my ticket, one seat. She thought about asking her husband to go, but she said, I don't really want him there when I watch it. I've decided I don't want anyone there. I want to sit in my feelings, just my feelings, not anyone else's. Carla writes, my husband is a police officer with almost 23 years of service in our college town in Kansas. He is a leader of the department's emergency response unit, think SWAT, and is a supervisor on the patrol shift. He has previously worked as a canine handler with a dog trained for drug detection and tracking. He is also a white male law enforcement officer working in a college community. I think for the most part, our department has a solid relationship with our community and they work hard to improve it every day, but they are a law enforcement agency in 2019 in a country that is divided between Black Lives Matter and the reactive Blue Lives Matter. It's one or the other for so many people. We've been married for 22 years. We have a 17-year-old son and an 11-year-old daughter. My husband is the best partner, friend, dad, and supporter I could ever imagine for myself, but he sees things through a different lens. He's willing to look through my lens and I his. But sometimes there are just places where we diverge. I work in a prosecutor's office doing victim service. So with both of us in a branch of law enforcement, we're able to have pretty informed conversations and we do. But sometimes I have to remember that we don't have to get to agreement on an issue. So I want to see this particular movie by myself. I don't want to sit next to anyone and wonder how they are processing it. I want to sit in my own feelings and just be responsible for this one person, me. When I leave the theater, maybe I will talk about it with some friends or on social media. Maybe not. 
We'll see. I'm celebrating that I've reached the point in my life when I'm more comfortable than ever in being my own person, not having my views formed by my parents, my teachers, my husband, my boss, my kids, that I have the freedom to explore my views and that the people who care about me and I care about most will be there while I do it, even if they aren't right there. I love this so much. I love that I want to process it without worrying about somebody else's processing. It's so good. So good. I thought it was just being, I thought when we first got this commemoration, it was just going to be like, I took myself to the movies. And I was going to be happy for that. Carla brought some real depth to this commemoration. It's so true. I cannot put into words how much I relate to that sense of sometimes I just don't want to be responsible for other people's feelings. And I basically have to be alone if I don't want that to be the case. I've made a lot of progress in this area of my life, but I am very much like tuned into the emotions of the people around me and concerned about them. I apologize for things I don't need to apologize for. You know, I say I don't care about where we eat or what we do when I perhaps do. Like, I just really (laughs) want the people around me to feel good and happy and cared for. And so especially when I am going to have an emotional experience that might be controversial to certain people in certain corners of my life, I get you, Carla. Go go sit in that movie by yourself. That's perfect. It's also a very important reminder that I do want to see that movie. I would like to hear what Carla thought about it. Just P.S. It's supposed to be really good. This is part of why I like going to church by myself, too, because mm. that's a place where I don't I don't want to manage anybody else's experience. The, we have a wonderful program where the kids are with us for the beginning of the service and then they go do their own worship experiences. And the Sundays when we don't have that. I understand why. I fully support it. It's also just not great for me, you know, because <laughs> there I am managing someone else's experience. And it's so nice to know that I have that one 20, 30 minute chunk of a week where I really am only responsible for me. Because really, at the end of the day, we are only responsible for ourselves. Don't you think? I don't think that. Nothing in my body tells me that. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me rephrase. At the end of the day, the only thing we can control is ourselves. That's right. Control, yes, but we can so try. (laughs) You know, you only really have responsibility for the things you can control. Just friendly reminder. Yeah. (laughs) Still struggling with it. Oh, it's my lifelong struggle. But as I said, you know, we talked about this when we were at Wisconsin Lutheran College. We talked about this. We got a question about from someone who said, you know, I'm really a people pleaser. And I was talking to Sarah about how I would love to get rid of the phrase people pleaser because I think it has such a negative connotation. And there are really good things about being tuned into other people's feelings and being considerate of other people's feelings. There is a line where that becomes unhealthy, but bringing that into health doesn't mean I don't give a crap about anyone else. You know, it is channeling those powers in ways that are good for you and others um, and knowing when you need this kind of kind of time and space. So I feel like maybe Carla is a person who is really dialed into others, but has found this healthy calibration. Well, thank you for sharing your commemoration with us, Carla. I really feel like that I want to go to the movies by myself right now, not because I don't want to worry about what people are processing, because I enjoy going to the movies by myself. So there. We hope all of you have a fantastic Valentine's Day or Galentine's Day or just a Friday that you would like to move about in the world as a person. And don't worry about the holiday at all. Y'all do you. That's the way we got to say. Have a wonderful week. We'll be back with you on Pantsy Politics on Friday and here next Wednesday. Keep it nuanced, y'all.
Garvin produces The Nuance Life. Elise Knapp is our managing director. The Nuance Life is listener-supported. Go to patreon.com slash thenuancelife. For $5 each month, you'll receive an entire bonus episode of The Nuance Life. Dante Lima is the composer and performer of our theme music. Dylan Garvin is the composer and performer of our ad music. For more information about The Nuance Life and to connect with us through our weekly email, visit pantsuitpoliticsshow.com.